0: Listen, Michaela Cole, wherever
1: you are, find me, please. Hello, and welcome back to What People Are Saying is the must-hear podcast of the winter. It's the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm joined once again by our special guest, Chinasanukam and our producer-turned-guest, Ebu Kanamani. We spoke about The Queen's Gambit last week. Now this week, we're going on a deep dive into the masterpiece that is Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You. I hope you enjoy it.
0: First and foremost, Mikaela Cole is a gift. She's a legend, she's an icon, she's the moment. She is insane. What she gives us, not just as a writer, but as an actress, Nobody is even coming close. Nobody's even coming close. And I would say, which I think I was even saying in the Queen's Gambit, like I said, we're start, we're shifting towards a lot more not cookie-cutter, like just realistic human characters. And I would say she's a huge part of that shift. First of all, with Twin Gum and with I May Destroy You. I think whatever else you want to say about her, her characters are just human beings. That they make sometimes they make good choices, sometimes they make bad choices, sometimes they are selfish sometimes they are impulsive and that's just what human beings are everything she she makes if you watch it and you have any iota self-awareness you ask yourself a lot of questions shows that cause you to hold a mirror up to yourself and to society at large that's the ultimate point just so that we can be better to each other kinder to each other more aware of ourselves and just how we move in the world
1: yeah i was full on the michela Cole hype train when this was airing i was just reading Every interview that was coming out and just tweeting them. I have a thread on my Twitter just of all our interviews. It was as a as a performer, first of all, the acting was was incredible acting. It was like even if you didn't write and co-direct and produce this yeah. show, the acting original yeah. alone is a lot. And then yeah. when you add everything, she wrote every episode, she she co directed nine out of the twelve episodes. It's um Ebuka, tell us why you think Michaela Culley is overrated and why you hate black women. <laughs> First of all, okay. <laughs> nah, you just let Banky have his
2: jokes. But yeah, I haven't seen Chewing Gum. Like, I must be the only person I've seen. Yeah, no, no, I've started, so. but I haven't finished. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I haven't seen Chewing Gum. But from what I saw Naomi destroy you, like the talent is there. Like it's it's latent. You can see it, you can feel it. So now I'm very interested in whatever she has to do going mm-hmm. forward from this point. But yeah, the fact that she acted, she started it and she directed basically is crazy to me because it's like, imagine being in the middle of a scene and you're obviously acting your ass off, but mm-hmm. you're also watching what everyone else is doing, or making sure that every other thing is right mm-hmm. and exactly the way you want it. It's yeah. just, it's Do you so know rough.
0: what's also very um, crazy? You can make a lot of all these shows about like moral issues, like rape, and you can just feel preachy. You can just feel like the audience is being talked to. You can just feel this show never, ever, ever felt like that for one second. And this woman addressed so many forms of sexual assault in one season. It's it's crazy.
2: Like she went, I I feel like it went over the whole spectrum.
0: The whole spectrum.
2: Sexual assault, what happens after, what happens before, like Mm -hmm. just everything
1: that you, maybe not everything, but you know, like it's very,
0: Oh,
2: classic. Yeah. yeah i mean
1: um first of all i think we should just maybe just for judy diligence mentioned yeah. that that um sam miller of who directed a lot of luther episodes directed yeah. the first three and i think co-directed the rest with, with michaela um you're right like you guys are right she covered so much and so, so much that when when she started talking about stealthing in the show i was like Wait, you're bringing this in as well? Like, you have space to talk about stealthing? Like, you've already spoken about actual rape. Like, not actual rape, but the rape that everybody understands, right? And now you're going to talk about stealthing as well. So, like, this show is really going to cover everything. Because I was like, yes, please do talk about stealthing. Because I know, I've had... I remember, I think I came across something in maybe second year or third year of, of uni. Where I studied law, which seems like ages ago. And I was talking with people and I was like, oh, you're about how stealthing is rape because um in law you're misrepresenting the facts of the sexual experience and people were like this is i don't know 2014 2015 we were like oh so removing the condom is rape and i'm like yes yes it is it is rape and i was like no i don't believe you and everything so obviously i had to have that whole argument and convince people but the fact that she was now speaking about it i was like oh we're really just gonna talk about everything and you have and you're going to do everything perfectly and handle it all perfectly. So, yes, you are. Like, this is so incredible. Please go on. I um, love that she, she brought up
2: stealthing, actually. Because mm-hmm. it's, cause it's one of the things this show does well. And it's, like, about the, quote-unquote, grey area of sexual assault that is all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, something like stealthing, a lot of people, like you said, you had the argument. A lot of people don't understand or see how It's rape. Yeah. yeah, it's rape. But, like, when you've started the show with a character like Arabella that you're already sympathetic towards, and then something someone else violates her. Then people who maybe people who don't already understand or see how it's such a big deal can then finally, hopefully, that's what we're hoping for, can see yeah. how it's a violation of someone. Yeah. Because it's right in your face, like this guy did this, it's not right, and you can see how it's made Arabella feel. You can see how he obviously deceived her. It's not something that happens innocently. Yeah. But yeah, it's it it was really it's. It, I was really happy that that came up actually because it's one because things that are hard to explain like things like oh mm-hmm. sexual assault isn't just uh, pinning someone down and like, yeah, yeah it's not it's not just that yeah
0: it's very interesting that Abuka just said you start the show with um a character you are already sympathetic towards because another thing I love is that she made a lot of what people can say is just bad choices mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah that's what I was gonna and say she's, she's not a perfect work, victim she's not a perfect victim.
0: She left work. She started doing shots. She started doing cocaine. You no, know, from people she doesn't know. You no, know, because, and that's you know what I'm saying. Like, she discussed so much about rape culture without actually saying it. Mm-hmm. You understand yeah. what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. She was doing cocaine in the bathroom. She came out, she was falling over the place. She could have been like, Yeah, sure, you're doing all of that. What do you expect?
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. You had
0: work. You left your work. And that's why I love her. Because what I'm saying. She's brave. She's not coming here to give you cootie cocker okay clean them good girl she was walking home with the and then some men came out of the booth no that's not only the case in which sexual assault exists and i think what she did a brilliant job with is even discussing everything around assault because even her response when the guy started out she knew it was wrong but the guy was like oh i thought you were feeling it she was like okay fair which is what a yeah. love you women know, just do you know what i mean she if we're talking about that moment. Um, just like Black masculinity and how that affects like gay black men. Look at how she had that conversation. Look at how she had the conversation about how it was the young black women in second, in like when they were in second school and when they had the black man's back, but who was he getting with the white babe? Guy, yeah, there's so many things that we'll get into. Like, later I
1: hope, hope Banky's listening. Yeah, oh, don't but... <laughs> even start. I'll, I'll, <laughs> like, I'll, kick you out of this, <laughs> of this call. Um, and there are but... so many
0: conversations that, that this. this First of all, let me tell you. First of all, this show started by flipping so many things on its head hmm. in a way that like beautiful. So first of all, we start Simon's girlfriend is like fucking that We're Like, what's wrong with this babe?
1: Yeah, his wife.
0: See, this guy knew this babe all life. Like, are you guys? You guys? No, but see, you know, see, that's guys, that's, that's guys. something, something in interesting. This, so Terry thought she had like this very empath- empowering experience you when know, she had a threesome. It turns out these guys knew each other, and when I was watching it again. That scene actually starts with those two men talking. A lot of the people didn't clock that.
1: I didn't see it until I rewatched it. Until like, I
0: rewatched it, and I was like, "This girl is a master."
1: You see them talking, and then you see the oh. other guy moving, like he's like, "Oh, this girl is coming. Let me go inside and act exactly. like." But I also think Terry had an idea that something was up. Like you see, he sits in her face. It's yeah. like this doesn't feel. It not like when she sees them talking. She's like, mm, "This does, yeah." But see,
2: that experience is part of what makes the show great, in the sense that. Something, something. It just shows you that consent is. I don't know. It really speaks about consent without throwing it in your Consent is not.
1: It's not transferable. Yeah, it's like it's because I like, give consent to you. you guys being strangers does not mean the same consent is there if you guys know each other and plan to no, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, it's
2: like consent has to be. It's, it's, it goes back to what you were saying about the full facts of the situation. Like, mm-hmm. if any of those facts are misrepresented then it's not full consent like it's not actually consent is absolute it's either there or it's not so it's not yeah. consent and so, yeah.
0: also i think back to the like the last point i was making in the last episode with you guys with i feel like on this show as well what it does a very good job that's one thing it's really throwing away this good person and bad person and i think that's what every human being is yeah and yeah. we mm-hmm. make up. So a lot of decisions that objectively are selfish look at kwame now in this situation obviously the, the girl he was getting with obviously he's a racist don't worry we'll get we'll get there we'll get
1: there that's that's, that's his, it's his own segment don't step on that it's his own segment so something that was heartbreaking to me was that when obviously when this guy removes the car me being the person that i already knew that stealthing was wrong right so i'm like this is wrong but arabella is so she's like she take like you said she takes the excuse on board and then she and they end up he pays for the plan b pill they're joking around i'm like i feel so sad that she's okay she doesn't realize how she's been violated it was breaking my heart but you see that's that's
2: the exact point that i said like she covered so much without mm-hmm. throwing it in your face so she just accepts this excuse right and she's like oh this is okay but you can clearly see that it's still on her mind it's on her mind enough for her to ask someone like yo is this okay because this happened to me and it's on her mind enough for her to hear it brought up and say oh shit so that's rape yeah. and then she then has to deal with feeling like that but in his face she didn't think it was serious enough for her mm-hmm. to yeah, confront him yeah. when it first happened so yeah like she didn't like obviously everyone who goes through something has to deal with the after effects and that's what she's showing you it's not always clear-cut as okay someone did something we have to find out who did this and then they get thrown in jail it's like that person who was assaulted lives with the the what's it called the, the effects trauma. of this thing. Yeah. yeah the trauma this is
0: yeah. the thing i think i would say as a woman it's about, it's either, okay, this person did this thing and they didn't mean it that, but oh, I was raped. Mm-hmm. You know, the reaction is to accept that you were raped. And that's another thing I like that she didn't do very well. Because even the first rape that was violent, she did not protest that this is something that happened to her. You, you saw how long that mm-hmm. arrived at her at the police station. Mm-hmm. Because nothing another thing for women. And I've been in a of situations like this, where something happened that I know a line was crossed, but it's just like, guy didn't have to act to myself that a line was crossed i don't want i don't want to accept that because MK just said there are things that come from accepting that so it's easier also to just be like okay you know what yeah he didn't think that
2: yeah, was yeah. i probably misunderstood because, because if
0: you i, I do her my like, dear people are talking about every day and by people i mean you know, i just have to be like oh and she she kind of get that when she was in the circle with in Theo's group, mm-hmm. it was like men are constantly dancing between that fine line of like, oh, this is appropriate, inappropriate. And when women say inappropriate, they'll be like, oh, you're being crazy. You're over-exaggerating it. Women mm-hmm. are constantly being told they are over-exaggerating things that we know feels wrong.
1: Um, me as a viewer, and I guess as a male viewer, watching her remember the thing in the bathroom stall, I'm thinking you're seeing what has happened. You're seeing this from, from above, from below. You see him thrusting, you know what has happened, right well obviously there's a male person thinking just accept this is yeah. and, and go to yeah. the police station yeah. but you're not thinking that she's she's thinking about she's creating every hurdle for her not for that not to you be the she truth have been she, she, yes. she, didn't, she didn't want to be a victim yes. yeah yes. it's um yeah. let's talk about let's talk about when this show came out right so this show came out at a point I think George Floyd had just passed away had just been murdered, yeah um so I think maybe like a week or so, maybe around that time it came out. And I think Michaela Coe had to even put out something because she felt a bit like, this is, I'm bringing out a black trauma sh- show when blacks all the world are going through this thing. And it's, I, I there's a reason I wanted Ibuka on this show. Because I was very surprised when he messaged me and he was like, he was watching this show. Because it's not a show I would recommend. Actually at that time, it was not a show I was going to recommend to most people. Because like it was a bit too heavy. It was a bit too real for people to for black people to watch. And I was very interested that he said he was watching it and he was enjoying it. I think we're talking about after every episode, just dissecting the show and stuff. Obviously, here in the UK, they were releasing it two episodes a day, two episodes a week. I don't think I ever watched the show back to back because I was like, I cannot do that. I would watch one episode and I would be drained. Like, I was looking forward to the episode because it was great TV. But I watched one episode and I was like, "Uh -uh." I'll give it a day and then watch the second episode. I I couldn't binge it. I couldn't watch back to back episodes because it was just too much. But um, what was your How did you watch Ichinaza? What was, what was your experience?
0: I think it's very interesting that you say that. When I was first watching it, it definitely was like, ah, some weeks, I'll like, yeah, I can't watch a movie story. Like, we'll, we'll circle back because we mm. lost. But this second rewatch wasn't hard for me at all. Even in the last episode, I said, this is my favorite type of show. And I understand that can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people to watch. But I'm like, we need to watch uncomfortable things because that's when we have conversations as a society that we need to have. This babe was talking about how capitalism has essentially hijacked a lot of, a lot of all these ethical things like climate change, veganity, who else is having that conversation? Even this need of like, I need to speak up. I need to speak up. People are messaging you. I just got raped. This is my rapey's address. No human being can, can sustain that. I don't know how, but this babe managed to pack this show with so much humor and lightness. I don't know how.
1: I think here is, um, it's a good point to mention that, obviously, Michaela Cole based this show on, unfortunately, her own, like, experiences. Um, and for anyone who hasn't heard about it or who really likes Michaela Cole, I would really suggest listening to her MacTaggart Lecture 2018. Just Google Michaela Cole McTarget Lecture. It's, it's an incredible piece of, of, of speaking and it's just it's just incredible to, to, to listen to. Everybody, you have something to say?
2: Oh, no, it was just when Chinasa was saying something about how funny the show is and i was just saying like it's there's sometimes the show would make a joke and you weren't sure whether you were supposed to laugh because like you were you weren't completely out of that funk that you just were and what's interesting is that Arabella herself was still trying to be funny just because she didn't want to be the victim she was still Mm -hmm. trying to you know have a sense of humor yeah and she was the one that carried the show like she's the main character mm-hmm. and the show was ref- almost refusing to just become a rape story so she was also refusing to be a victim and she wanted okay if jokes are going to be told they're going to be told through arabella
0: papa is here you hmm. call me call me so <laughs> i can tell him one or two things you call me
1: you know, what? let's just gush about the cast real quick. Let's just gush about the actors because where Richie Opia is, is incredible in the show. I, that's obviously the girl who plays Terry. And there's this thing that she does where she's, she manages to imbue Terry's dialogue with this kind of West African inflections. That's not in the script. Like she says something or she says it in a particular way, you're like, oh, that's a Nigerian or a Ghanaian. Like it's not in the script. It's just acting. It's just very good acting. I can't, I don't know how to describe it, but it's just something you do when you know what your character is and who your character is meant to be. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of what um, Shuti Gutwer does in, as Eric on sex education. Like, They don't write that in the script. They don't say, say it this way. It's just how you think your character will say it. And it's just like, it gives the character a sense of presence and, 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 and where, where it should be. But um, let's talk about Italy. Let's talk about Baju. Let's talk about, Chanson, oh, talk about, talk it- about Italy, very interesting.
0: Oh. Biagio's face. let's just put on the record show. You want One to sit on You want to sit okay. on his
1: face? So I have to tag this episode as explicit. That's what we're talking about. I thought it was going to be a clean yeah. episode, but okay, okay. We exactly. Um, the thing
0: about the they are not clean. So let's just say that. Okay. But, but first of all, no, listen, Michaela, not I love you because I have no doubt that, that this beach is based on a real car. I have no doubt. I have none. In the beginning of this episode, she's there like wow, we boyfriend and girlfriend and you guys like Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's the most possessive controlling person. I'm like, man. You know I want to, I want to pose a question to you guys. I want, yeah. I want to know how you guys felt about it. How did you guys feel about Beadre locking? That,
1: that is where I wanted to
0: go. <laughs> so I think
1: I think Ebuka and I spoke about this privately. Um whoever wants to go first okay, I I think, to go first. I think I can be bold enough to, to, to go first. Um Okay, look. If a girl that you're having a thing with, right, that you haven't spoken to in almost nine months, turns up in another country. They haven't
0: spoken almost nine months. They were speaking.
1: No, no, but remember, because the um, police people say it's been nine months since Bajo.
0: Oh. And
1: then he, she's like, he's not answering her calls. So it's basically I mean, been I mean,
0: about. Investigation started, not since the forensic. Yeah, but
1: like forensics go like, very early. So, like, because they had okay, to eliminate. Okay. So, we're well, okay. looking at it, seven months at the very least. Okay. So if that person appears not not on your doorstep, not outside mm-hmm. your house, but inside
0: your house, yeah. I, I don't know how you're gonna. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like, guys. The
1: look of terror on Beatrix's face is you like, know,
0: guys, what guys, the guys, fuck? Guys. So,
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't want to defend it because look, we get very from the moment he says Just not let your drink unattended to, so we know that. This guy is on the wrong side of the whole gray area stuff.
0: I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I don't really? So. I don't think so. Oh, okay. This is intre- I didn't I think, think you were going to have that. this
1: stance. This is interesting.
0: I don't think we like huh, need to realize as well, like, which is also what I think the show like um, does a good job of. The way someone that has grown up in the UK and mm. the way someone that grown up in Nigeria is going to respond to a thought is very different. Mm-hmm. I know it's right or wrong this guy is clearly a conservative drug dealer which is like again <laughs> no 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 no, because he has told him many times stop drinking some drugs so mm-hmm, they've mm-hmm. established for us that Biagio is actually quite a conservative guy
1: yeah,
0: yeah you know what does, i mean he
1: doesn't do it himself he doesn't drink he doesn't doesn't take
0: yes, care exactly. like he's lost his sister to hearing he loss as in clearly he was already his character, and his feelings about these kind of things have already been established. Mm-hmm. And I am I'm imagining it from the, from the version of a conservative Nigerian man. Mm-hmm. i was like, okay, this happened. How did it happen? What's not spiked my drink. How?
1: It's not yourself Yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying. Not even that it's right or wrong. I'm saying again, the psyche of the character that makes perfect. I don't think Biaggio is going to react in any different way. Arabella is not thinking is going to react in any different way. Yeah. That's why I have to close the laptop and cry because she knows that this is what he was going to say. Because he's going down the normal day is telling her, why are you going out? Yeah. Why did you... Listen, Beatrice is this guy just your average, but like, do you, but do
2: you think that's justified, though?
0: Do you think? No, I don't think it's justified. I'm just saying that oh. if the character did anything else, that's when i have been confused. Yeah. If Biadio okay, not all of a okay. sudden like a feminist, he needed to be true to the character. Yeah. So for me, that made sense for Biadio. That doesn't mean that. I think everybody knows that asking that question in 2020 was wrong? wrong. But Biagio is obviously a 30 something year old conservative drug dealer. You know, I expect that. It's like great niggas are like, go to the club and they're like, okay, the girl they want to marry, is a church game. But then they're the club from morning to night. If we yeah. really nice do that kind of shit, that is as there a problem know. with that. What? Yeah? <laughs> if you're holding me to any standard, hold yourself to it. And that's why I tell people, guys, If you don't hold your own self to that standard, but it's only women, then that's when it's funny. Because guys, Yeah,
2: definitely. See, yeah. with Italy, though, with Italy, my thing was like Michaela calls herself. She's come out and said this at in that moment. Yeah, she was the one. How do I put this? She was the one violating someone's space. Yeah, no,
0: she was hundred percent.
2: Yeah, so you turned up at his house inside his house,
0: and inside. with no indication to leave. No, it's very scary. It, it's it's extreme, and that's why that's why I asked you guys because I was like, yeah, I'm not even asking you to be like, guy, it's insane. But if you want to temper with you anything, it's just like guy. You've had a relationship with this person to a degree. I didn't say relationship as an actual relationship, but they had a relationship. Yeah. This girl is in a foreign country, but has guy to just live outside. It was so cold. Yeah. I mean, but also, I can see why it's it's not it's it's actually justifiable.
1: Yeah, I think the timeline consensus was like, oh, Biage <laughs> is a dick. So Ebuka and I had to DM privately, and we're like, yeah, he's a dick, but like.
0: No, that was that
1: was the timeline concern. But look, I think even I, when when she when he she explains herself, he kind of like hogs her. He seems like he's a bit okay. That's
0: exactly what I didn't like.
1: And then no no no, I think he was okay. And then she says, "I'm here as long as you want me to." And he's like, "What the fuck is going on right now? You can't just appear." No, Khalid, then you just stay here. you stay here for one week. I have to go. Yeah, no, no, I'm not justifying him clocking the door. I'm not trying to no, say. Yes
0: him. I'm just saying that there are other ways he could
1: have handled that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Again, remember, this is a guy who who has had to go to... This is a drug dealer who has had to go to the police station in recent, recent months, so he's a bit like... But when he obviously brings out the gun, that is so wild. Yeah. When yeah, he, point, gun, when he <laughs> brings is... out the gun, that is so
0: crazy. Yeah, the is not wild. The is not wild. Guy, you are literally It's the middle of the night. You are my partner. You are banged. You are shouting. I'm a drug dealer. Police is coming in hmm. two seconds. True that's what I'm saying there's nothing that Biagio did that I'm like oh I can't actually understand why he did it
1: this is very interesting my I didn't think this conversation was going to take this way
0: guys draw, please. you can't just the other, other ten already talking. these are broad they call police real quick He yeah. doesn't need that kind of smoke my only thing was that if you're Yanda you have to leave tomorrow show like for this guy to look outside in a foreign country I was like god Biagio yeah, this is so mean but a, I can see why he would do it but it's so mean
1: oh no it's very mean it's very
0: like but also if you just call me and tell me that a girl turned up in your house, like you've not spoken to you in nine months, I would tell you the bank should have called the police. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well we're, we're watching the show from Arabella's point of view. Exactly. Biagio but only knows like exactly. yeah, so
0: Biagio it's lock out.
1: I mean it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, maybe in ten days you're like, Oh, I should have locked out that time. Because, like look at what she's done, she's got what's happened now.
0: Yeah. No, but Biagio painted it off as a real nigga, he saw blood clot and picked it up. So if you're gonna if you're gonna be about that Can I life... just
1: say can I just say that I I skipped that scene the second time I was watching right. it. Oh, why? I skipped it the first time, nigga. I why? I t- shut my laptop. Down.
0: <laughs> that that scene again. That's me, like, well, That's why I said that this babe How can your
1: question me. be why did I skip that scene? Are you mad? <laughs> not you want to see?
0: My guy, the scene was what was what was, what was wrong with it?
1: Ah, okay. Fam, everything. Azeem. i in? I'm I'm never I'm never gonna be grown enough for that. Sorry. First time I. Oh no no. The first time, I think I put my hand over the screen because it's, fil- it's great TV. I wanted to see what was going to happen so I was listening. But second time, I was like, I skipped it.
0: It's just coagulated blood. That's, no
1: that's very good for it. I
0: like I'm, that Biaji is doing auction, on like the niggas on the podcast.
1: At least I'm honest. I'm never going to be that grown up. They can have you. what's the next segment? Have I
0: had what? <laughs> Dad,
1: I've not. I don't know like, <laughs> what you are talking about. <laughs> no, have, I've not even had normal sex. I don't I know.
0: So you can't have
2: to Um, can we speak answered. about the blackness of the characters on the show? Wow.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about um for now
0: No, there's no I don't right or wrong answer. Just...
1: I don't You don't, don't think don't, you can do it. I don't no, not right now. No. I right, I'm going to be honest. No. Okay, Ebuka, you? Man said no right now. Nigga, you're oh, almost 30. <laughs> do,
0: Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> if it's not right now, it's,
0: it's going to okay. be
1: never. Can you imagine this? How do you just say that? Um, no, Ebuka, answer the question. What? What's exactly. the question?
0: Ebuka, you're sick.
1: Answer the What's question. What's
0: the
2: question? It's against my religion.
0: What religion is that? <laughs>
2: It's against my religion.
1: Can we move on? No, Ebuka, it's, it's my podcast. You have to ask the question, otherwise we we'll no, move on. No, I, I let you just answer. I can't because it's against my religion. No, sense. but normal sex is not. <laughs> no, <laughs> what religion is this? Exactly. I, I'll, I'll send you a, a booklet. Okay, uh, maybe I'll convert. No, no, the
0: audience wants to know. Yeah, because your your market I, might want
2: my, to know. My my DMs are open. My emails are open. I'll send you to. Yeah,
0: Ebuka, I'm entering your DMs. <laughs>
1: We don't endorse sex period or otherwise on this podcast if you want to talk about the blackness of the show is that what you said exactly. yeah, like, i think it's, it's ve- no i was it's i think i, I think we know about. the answer i think we've, we know the answer at this point if, it, if it's not if it's, i, I if it's literally not
2: said <laughs> no because i our religion okay. but yeah i feel like the show was very authentic in its blackness mm-hmm. because it's easy to do the whole Obviously like when you've got black writer and co director it's easier. Yeah. When you have Nikki
1: Lako who is not going to sell sell out her race for yeah, any for yeah. anything. Yeah. Obviously. It's
2: very authentic in the sense that you have from the school scene, the way the kids wear. Bro, that school was, scene could have been in Nigeria. Yeah. Fam, it was just it was the way like the group dynamic, the group mm-hmm. chemistry, yeah,
0: almost everything I about that. it. Because dynamic, but also that black women will be holding people down when they're looking for a girlfriend, Who's looking for them? Okay. <laughs>
2: Hold
0: that down
2: This is not. This people. is not a political podcast.
0: <laughs> <No. You> know, <laughs> I, <guess> I said <laughs> politics. up in the show. Making
2: Even the veganism conversation, which I really like, because who hasn't been around their black friends saying, "Oh, this nigga doesn't eat chicken," and then everyone is saying, "You can." like go vegan in a black house blah 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 and then the way Terry is with Arabella's mom or is it Arabella with Terry's mom one or the other it was just like the relationships felt yeah. real like yeah, yeah. if i was there i would that's how i would
0: mm-hmm.
1: relate to other black people it was yeah. it was sick yeah i mean we we talked about authentic representation it's very it's very very good and i think it's also good in the negative aspect like um Obi and i talked a lot about about drug use and industry yeah black people are also doing coke Man, yeah. Well, they also do cats and they do it on their night out, and they, they go back like Simon. They go to the bank the next day. We do not endorse any form of drug use on this podcast. Can we talk about Simon and his wife and oh, the three Right, right. Can see when
0: we say men? When you, at, see. Like,
1: oh, see, you see, with Simon.
0: Okay, yeah. mute your mic. Yes.
2: <laughs> to okay, you wanna come
0: quick... to his okay. babes Talking about this recipe just came to me. Yeah into beans and plantain match it together, blending. It. Meanwhile, it's his bald-headed mistress thought that got him the respect. Wait, really? I didn't clock that. No, how did you I get? I didn't clock this town's gay stuff, you guys. That flew over your head. How did
1: you? gee? did you clock that? No,
0: I didn't. I didn't. Like how? Where? Ah, uh, what killed me in this show is when Michaela came to this girls and they realized they had been fright. See, she did so many things well. Yeah. The mistress complex this babe displayed. She just saw that we're both right, you know, that was like what he Shut the hell up! Don't ever come to my door. I, you, you're looking at me like I'm stupid. Nobody told you that's stupid, but clearly you feel stupid, sis. And you're here projecting onto me, you like. You think I'm an idiot, yeah? You think I'm an idiot? Yeah? I've, I've been fucking Simon for six months. Okay, every, but who Every,
1: has, every Thursday.
0: Did you to make plans, point, Appointment, every Thursday.
1: Man. Do you know what I love? I love when the wife comes to the door and she's like, Look, I will do this, but I'm tired. Like, I, I just, don't <laughs> just, Like, I just can't. <laughs> I was like, Okay. The fact that Simon was leaving for
2: his side chick is mm. what makes it really bad. Because yeah. naturally, like everyone should know, or hopefully knows now, which is what makes the show good, that you shouldn't leave, you know, your female friends in a state. Like only people that you don't their, know. Like Yeah. Yeah. But like the fact the fact he was doing it for his side chick is very mad.
0: And it's very it's very real. It's very Anything for
1: a nut. Anything. They will leave you. God, this episode anything has taken it you. turn. This episode no, no, has taken, has taken turn. <laughs> um, just for anyone who's what I may destroy you right? if you have five minutes, just the same way I suggested you go back and watch the final chess match in Queen's Gambit, just go to the club, the bar scene in the first episode with um, Simon and his wife and his cousin, and just focus on his cousin's facial expressions. They are so incredible. They are so hilarious. Like, this, this guy is like... What? I think he knows from the moment. I think Simon's have told him that this is his side chick. So his reactions to his side chick talking to the wife and everything are just—it's just funny, man. I think anyone who has five minutes just go back and watch that. Okay, let's talk about Kwame. Let's talk about the character Kwame. Papa said Ebuka, What did you have to say?
2: I thought like Kwame, that was his experience and his sexual assault was was with what's her name.
1: Arabella's. Arabella's stealthed, yeah. yeah. A very, so, very tough sequence to watch for me.
2: Yeah, so he like, let's say, okay what happened to Kwame happened to Kwame and he's in the same boat, like he's unsure of if this is sexual assault or not but he feels str- more strongly about it than Arabella does about being stealthed, like he feels strong enough or strongly enough about it to say, okay, I'm going to go to the police and now he goes to the police, but he doesn't even know the words to explain or to say it to the police officer.
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know his name. Yeah. He gave consent earlier for the sex to exactly. the first
2: time. So, yeah. And the police officer is very non-empathetic. Very he, terrible. Just, he's, yeah. he's terrible. He's terrible. He's just looking at the paper, not even looking at Kwame. He doesn't give two shits. He, to him, he's just, you know why I'm here. I'm just here to do the interview and I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't actually care what happened. So Kwame can't find the words. And then eventually he gives up. And like, there's a couple maybe important things in this like scene. It's like, one, the police officer, maybe him being male, he just can't connect with Kwame. He can't understand that experience. Or he doesn't even care enough he's, to he's try and understand. He's also male. Yeah, the police officer. And then Kwame, Kwame gives up. Like He's mm-hmm. just like, "Ah, oh, screw this, man. You guys are never going to understand. But even Kwame's situation, it goes back to Arabella's monologue about a gray area. Yeah. yeah. Ever since that monologue, yeah, I almost every interaction I've seen on TV or in real life between a man and a woman has just been colored by that monologue in my head. So it even shows up in industry, like every time Kenny and what's her name, Yasmin, Yasmin and yeah. then Eric and Harper. It's like you you start see once you start seeing it, you don't stop seeing it. That there's a fine dance that the real I don't want to say psychopaths, but the real dicks like know how to balance. Yeah, no, nah, but the it's the same. isn't
1: isn't that the same thing that men have been saying since what, since twenty sixteen? Like, oh, I don't know how to talk to women now in the yeah, in, in uh, the Me Too era because all of a sudden yeah. the way you talk to women must have like changed or something.
2: Like, yeah, it's it's because you've been dancing in that gray mm-hmm. area, yeah, and then now you realize it's not so gray anymore. So like,
0: yeah, it's, no, and you know you feel safe because yeah, it's not fully black.
1: Like, oh, I don't know how to to talk to women in the workplace or in the
0: bar. Are we serious? How were you talking to them before? (laughs) Guys, we're talking by by holding your away. That's how they started. I think with the Kwame thing, even beyond the individual officer, gay hookup culture is such a secretive, specific thing. They don't know each other's name. When he was reporting it, what's this person's name? I don't know. Okay, so when you guys met, you didn't say anything. No, we just let Honey Man into it. That is nothing people do understand about homophobia as well you force people to live in the shadow and then even beyond any officer or whatever it just makes it difficult for like there to be any justice for them because i was literally going to say that right hmm. so first of all he doesn't know his name i have his address that's not enough they can't just to somebody's address okay um
1: kwame yeah. doesn't know if
0: have him or not okay um
1: his matter what- is discreet on the app which is like a very wild thing what to think about.
0: not ask each other names. So I'm like, even for the officer, I think it was difficult for the officer as well. Of course it was awkward for him and there was obviously internalized homophobia and all the things in the black community, but that's what I'm saying. I think it was even a deeper conversation than that. Mm. What I like that she does well, which is just, because even with her, it was like, okay, we have a weak sample. Once that weak sample is done, even when you remember the person that raped you, doesn't matter. Because and that's when people are always shouting, take it to court. Evidence, rape is extremely hard to prove. Rape is extremely hard to prove, man or woman. Rape is extremely hard to prove because even when a lot of people accept the fact that they been raped, okay, you have to find evidence. Maybe it took them three months to get there. Where is the evidence anymore? It doesn't exist. Hmm. And how okay, they had a example sample, they tested against somebody. It wasn't the person. If she didn't keep going to the bar every day. That's how her rape case will also just have ended. So I think rape in itself, it's a very difficult thing to investigate. And when you don't have any details at all, because of so many other like larger society issues at, at hand, then it just makes it even a more difficult thing to report, which then now also serves to discourage people from reporting in the first place. But I was also going to make the point, which was another point that you just made of like, this thing just happened to me. again. Just not wanting to say it out loud because you called Arabella. you hmm Going to say it, and then you just
1: you can't say it. Yeah,
0: of course. Did not. So it's just an extremely difficult thing to grapple with, um, because that's what I'm saying. Even when he did end up going through, but like it was obviously days after, obviously a lot of lots of evidence, all of that.
1: And so then he, he could only tell Terry. Like after he had basically a PTSD experience. See that PTSD experience. Yeah.
2: And the way Arabella was throughout the show mm. is one of the things I really liked about the show. So it wasn't just, okay, you got raped and you have to find your rapist. Arabella's doing an investigation and she's trying to write a book while dealing with the aftermath of a rape. Mm. And Kwame, same thing. Like he tries as much as he can to forget it. But obviously like the trauma's going to follow him. So like, Chinasa I was saying, if there's cookie cutter stories where okay, we know this is a bad guy who's sexually assaulted someone, we're trying to find him, we're trying to send him to jail, we're trying to kill him, whatever the way the story wants to go. Yeah. But this really, they really decided to put focus on how you live your life mm-hmm. after, yeah, how it affects your life, and how it sometimes did. life really doesn't care. Like her book editor was telling her, "Listen, okay, we, we hear you, okay. but." You still have a deadline. And okay. she was running out of money.
1: I think that's how you make the argument that this is a positive show. And I think that's why Michaela Cole yeah. felt okay to bring it out after George Floyd. Because it's not a show entirely centered on her rapes. It's how do you get back to being the person, at least a version of the person you were before it happened. Because okay, I remember after the episode where she goes to Italy and she just walks into the ocean at the end. You mess it and you're like, oh, that would have been a good ending for the show. And we had this discussion about how maybe, but it doesn't give the kind of um, positive, not entirely closure, but the type of positive reinforcement that people who have experienced that kind of need you, you want to feel that you can get back to living your life, like you can, even if you don't fi- never find the person, you never goes to jail or whatever. You want to feel like there is a life post that incident, right? So, and I think we talk about how that's how you need to. Give those an extra few episodes for her to kind of reach. You talked about that. I wasn't smart enough to see that. But <laughs> just, just yeah, that. just trying to reach that kind of closure, and, and it's so. I think you, if you, I mean, destroy as an entire twelve episode piece is a is a positive story. It's a story that I'm 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 assuming, obviously, I don't have the facts. Mm-hmm. You know, people that have experienced similar situations watched. I'm like, this is positively affirming me, and I feel like I can, obviously, with work and with the right resources, That's I great. can get better
0: it's very very interesting that, that what? I said it's very interesting to be you you things. it's very interesting
1: so it's, it's, it's,
0: she, said I'm like, I, she said I have
1: a male brain so please take, <laughs>
0: no not a male brain no there's people that operate from the place that like things are good and mm. like and then and I used to operate like that until obviously just like like just because I'm like look let's take Zane for example oh my days yeah Zane published his book and trust me, Zayn is just going to continue publishing books. And it was a woman that published that book for him. So allyship and all this story, when it comes to capitalism, forget it. Forget it. Everything at the end of the day is down to money, which I really like that she discussed. Because even Theo saying, Oh, yeah, they pay me more to bring in people of color, because obviously people of color are less likely to be vegan. Who is having that conversation? So I like that like he also like discussed a lot of those things. I think like another thing I really liked was, for example, like okay, I was watching the show with a bunch of people, like you guys are watching, and people would discuss that episode. It was like when she was about to have sex with like, him. Oh my god, why is she already having sex? Why is she already? Guy, I've not been raped. How am I to tell somebody when they when, they, when they're having sex or not? And it's just like we don't even realize that we have judgments on things that like it's just like guy, you've never experienced. What are you yamming? And like why would you say this is either good or bad? or like what you should do or what you shouldn't do when you've not experienced right like and it's just like i'm not even saying that that's the right thing to do but it's just like guy there's no right or wrong thing is kind of the point everybody's just trying to get back to not being overwhelmed by the fact that they were raped. because a lot of people were also confused by the ending like okay why did she have a point where like okay let's say at some point there, there was one of the one of the versions was like the guy crying in the bed and then she hugged him and then he went to her house and they had a conversation. If for her, what allows her to continue in life is like maybe this is the person that is just severely fucked up and actually just needed somebody to talk to. And if somebody was there to talk to you, maybe he won't have been a rapist. And I'm not saying that's how you should do it, how I should do it. But she said you know about how part of taking back her power was reimagining the entire scenario, which for a lot of people was controversial, right? reimagine that scenario in the sense of like even with the biagio thing for example like okay maybe i could have watched my time i'm not even from a place of victim blaming but from a place of like that makes her feel like because otherwise she just feels like rah i think oh there's nothing you can do to not be raped like i can just be walking and be raped but reimagining a lot of those things helped her and she's nothing to anybody else but it helped her feel like okay she has some control because what she was really struggling with was like "Rah, right, okay i so say this world, i'm just vulnerable at every point someone can just come and rip me tomorrow why should i continue existing listen this is call it. no i'm not even joking and that's no 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 i'm just saying it's this good person thing the good
1: love first for michela
0: when you really realize like right, i'm not a good person and that doesn't mean like oh yeah evil though. but it's just like i have you i have, I have I all have done things that are incredibly selfish mm-hmm it's more freeing it's more freeing than holding yourself to this idea of like this good person and i think that's that's ultimately the point she was trying to make in this show which i was like oh i thought you were writing a show about consent and i think in writing this story about her way what that what she uncovered was everybody is flawed and complex and like that's why she was like when that scene was being where it's like oh i thought the story was about consent and she was like me too but what it ended up becoming about was like even when she had that flashback about like She's the one that left her dad's door open. wide She yeah. wants to look cute but, and boy, they stole everything in her dad's house. All those things came back because she was like, rah, just going through things. There are many decisions I've there are many things I've done, or there are many situations I was in. That if you look at it, it's like in my mind I was the victim of that situation. But in, in another person, from another person's perspective, you could have been like, oh, you did A and you did B and you did C and you did D. And I think that was the more interesting takeaway from the show. Yeah. that we all have and i think the revolution she had that day that she was on she said that thing to kwame and then she was on social media and then she went to her therapist and her therapist was like oh you have this idea of self which is and i have all these other things that you put under your bed yeah and it's just like could you to another human being you know, and not even that they're correct Those things could be the most evil horrible things you understand what i mean mm-hmm. obviously because it's to your because it's you you don't judge yourself in that way so like you separate those things from who you think yourself is, but it's just like you are still the person that did those things. Whatever I've gone on a kind of pandemic. no 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 yeah it's um it's good. I have a question. And the the book cover. The book cover was the thing was the was those two things combined. I don't know if you saw you know that. Where sure, her therapy said think of yourself as a and think oh, of Oh okay yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, let's talk about Kami <laughs>
1: and the Greek girl.
0: No, so, after come and real then we'll talk about you and. The black man in secondary
1: school. So let's just have all those conversations. Kwame is walking this girl back from the restaurant and he's behind her the entire time.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know how that happens. As a like as a black man, I know I'm not going to walk in first of all, a black woman and more especially a non black woman home at night and be walking behind her. I don't know what Kwame was thinking. Anybody that sees that is calling the police.
0: to do with that baby. And that's my problem with that. Like he knew, even before they smashed, he knew. Like, at every point, he was disgusted by her. Like, literally, by what she was saying. Wait, was do you think do so?
1: Do you think so? Do you think Kwame was disgusted?
0: Like, not at the date, too. I'm saying, after the date on the walk when she started talking about what's your type, and she was like, everything. was like She was like, well, I'm Greek. You like Greek girls. And she was, th- was like, this.
1: Do you, you think that? Life. Do you think when she said, I like black girls," do you think Kwame was offended?
0: oh, he's not offended, but he found it weird. And that's why he was kind of behind, because he was just making a lot of all these faces that he wouldn't have gotten away with next to her. Because hmm. when she said that, because she said it three times. You no know, comment was like, huh? But also... Why, though? Like,
2: that's something I was confused about. Like, why would he be taken aback for, by the idea that someone wants to hook up with him on the same... Well, that's light. the thing. Like, not
0: that you want to hook up with me. If somebody's... Specifically hammering on, like I really, really like black guys. I really, it's a fetish, and then it's like—is it about me or is it the fact that I'm black? It can not be any black man. Oh, Nobody no, I know
2: that. I know that. I just mean like with Kwame, he was obviously looking to explore, and he had, and he saw the opportunity to explore. So I don't know if he was thinking too deeply about. I actually don't she. think I don't I think, like, think
1: Kwame was was offended. That's what I actually I think Kwame like, was. No, I think he I was think okay like, with the whole. Like I don't think he knew was position I think he was okay with her saying she likes black guys. I don't think he knew what was wrong with that.
2: When uh, she said the n word, that, that's when it was big.
1: Yeah. Does it make sense, If you had a white friend around you and they substitute "nigger" for "for ninja" or whatever, no. Does that make sense? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> okay. So I,
0: see. I, are you surprised that a girl that said "I liked, like black guys," I really really liked, like black guys, said ninja? No, like, no, no.
1: The, let's let's the forget about let's forget about that. I'm saying just you now. As if if you had a friend, a white friend said ninja. She said ninja, right? Like like. She said not
0: yeah. say ninja. She said ninja. If she said ninja.
1: Oh, I thought, I thought it was said, I thought it was ninja. She but,
0: said ninja. So it, do you like, think do you think
1: N-word substitutes Do you think is, is that a thing? Does that make sense?
0: No, like comment said, like said. Substitute for what? Hmm. No, no, no. Substitute for what? The point of the of that word is 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 literally don't say it, don't think it. It's literally a terrible. Word. So substitute for what?
2: Um nah, but I I have the very just bland take like don't say it and yeah. in terms of substitutes I don't know just blank it because you know the wrong substitute obviously that girl said ninja around the wrong set of people they ain't gonna wait to hear you explain yourself <laughs> to say oh I didn't
1: say nigger ninja. So ninja yeah. and then it's when she says oh I have a lot of black friends so I will never say the word I'm like okay they're
0: saying the substitute like I don't understand
2: there's other words that have like that that have significant Historical connotations that I still wouldn't, you know, allude to even like if they came up in songs or whatever. So yeah, I just think don't say it, skip yeah. over it, and then I don't know, substitutes that nah, especially not one that sounds exactly it's exactly like the it. same. Like <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, just
0: also, like I'm because I can't say if I could I would. Also,
2: one thing, <laughs> one thing I am big no. on though is respect so that girl obviously didn't respect kwame because i have no control over what white people rap in their rooms when, the, when they're alone yeah yeah but when i'm here the least you could do is just yeah. pretend that word doesn't
1: exist mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um okay let's talk about two things one are we all agreed on kwame like him is him sleeping with the girl or trying to sleep with a girl without telling him how he's gay is that wrong okay um this is the
2: one one part of the show that I didn't understand, right? Mm. Or I I would say I understood, but I didn't fully get, okay. They've tried to make a big deal about full-factor situation. Mm
0: -hmm. And you even
2: see at the end with um, Terry's new boyfriend being so forthcoming and telling her straight up that Mm -hmm. he's a trans man. But with Kwame, I am still struggling with the idea that you, that if you're a gay man, you have to tell I think it's it's wrong because Kwame was fully a gay man who just wanted some fun, so he was using her, mm. okay? But assuming he actually, I don't know how to put it, he was actually bisexual, or he was actually someone who dated both men and women, mm-hmm. yeah? For a hookup, I don't know if it's necessary for him to like be in front of a door and be like, okay, listen, before we do this, I sleep with men as well. I don't... Maybe it's because like gay people have been discriminated against, but I don't see the re- like I don't see why that's such a big deal except you're going into a relationship or you're speaking seriously. If it's just a hookup, I don't see why it has to be said at the that you know for a reason that's not discriminatory. Why does he have to tell her at the door that, Oh, I am gay or I have slept with men in the past, by the way. Yeah.
0: Um Chancellor do you have any thoughts? If you're bisexual, that's extremely different from being yeah, gay. I think so, If yeah. you're bisexual, you're yeah. Guys, if you, I'm going to rewatch that scene. Kwame did not even enjoy sleeping with this woman. Like, he literally could not want, have wanted to be father from this place. So it's just like, if- But he thought he wanted sex to sex explore. Experiment. What? He, he thought, didn't thought want he wanted explore, to explore. And that's the thing that he said. He said, sex with men just didn't feel safe for him anymore after he was raped. I don't think anybody wants to be like an experiment. So I think that's just what it is.
1: Yeah, and I think it also it also feels to her, it also feels to her like you're actively hiding something. Yeah. See the hiding thing. I understand it because
2: that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's such a big part of your life for it never to have come up yeah. in all the
1: conversations. Chinaza, um, I remember you won't talk about the dating habits of teenagers.
0: I just really thought that you. Know, so first of all, okay, started getting together. Decide doing anything for one minute. You already taking picture of this dude. And this back to the school that Bella made. No, no, no. Because when she was like, guy, what the fuck are you doing? uh not even that big of a deal. I don't understand. Didn't also, didn't did you also, didn't also get plan? You have men women. Right, it's just like, guy you know what you did wrong. You know. If you're keeping it in a box, you know what you did was fucking. But also, this reminded me of leila a lot, which is, any girl that like, has started like doing stuff like before, like because of women, sexual liberation or whatever, very, very recently. Any girl that has fed yourself or other girl, eh, you need to give Dylan, did need to give this other person, Please, um, like, okay, so I give what all that to do with you. Next thing, he offered her money? Yeah. No. That was... and, and do you know, the show and do you know, I'm really
2: covered about, it a lot.
0: What <laughs> broke my heart is that guy, these people are in secondary school, let's say like year eight, year nine, and he already has this level of entitlement to women.
1: Mm.
0: Where does that come from? And that's what I'm saying, culturally, we, we have to have so many conversations because I'm telling you that, like, literally, the people that are me Laila and like were like, "Get with me for Bond. It bond. Um
1: For all those <laughs> listening, <laughs> Bond was a snack that we used to get it's served crazy. in school.
0: Like, y-
2: yeah, you need to find them and slap them. <laughs> I, don't I would be so.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know if you remember because frankly, you remember a yeah, lot of girls. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember. I
0: remember. I remember there were so many girls in my my so I remember. they were just like, hey, that girl now. They would literally tell them, ah mm-hmm. no, you've given me that guy. Why don't you want to give me? Are you in is it party pack? Is this Christmas present? What the hell is going on? No, that scene, I'm telling you, out of most things, that scene was very jarring for me because it actually took me back. Because I always talk about it with like a lot of my friends in different age. In high school. Yeah, because they would take light. And men would leave their class. Their class is in a whole different block. And run to your class to grope you in the dark.
2: The crazy thing is, like, I'm seeing this this scene in a whole new light. Hearing you speak about it, it actually makes sense. And, like, every, almost every interaction between a man and a woman yeah. on this show is important in some way.
0: I don't understand. So, if your friends don't see that, okay, you've gotten the woman, you haven't gotten the to tower what. Yeah, man.
2: oh, okay. You know what? You know what? That part resonated with me. In that scene, I'm like, my nigga, you ain't even started. You haven't even
0: done.
1: Bro, Ryan, your <GCS laughs> is first. Then we're yeah. gonna we can start <laughs> talking. <laughs> and then I'm
0: like, you're already in a
1: hurry to start bragging <laughs> and showing people.
0: Because I'm just like, obviously, Theo went and took it to me. So, we got that man.
2: He gave her a, a double head of degradation. No, it's, it's 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 crazy, man. Like I I feel like honestly we could talk about me destroy you for. Yeah, ever. I think
1: I think it might be time to, to to end this session. It's been a long one. Um
0: Frankly, it's like both of you I
1: like I mean, like it's testament to the quality of both shows that we could honestly speak about both shows forever, and it's been it's been a very good conversation with both of you. Um, I think we've spoken a lot about two very great shows. Like I said, I'm a destroyer of the best show of last year and Queen's Gambit was my third best show of last year. So and I think they're both very, very different types of shows in terms of just the feeling. What you was get,
0: second? Um better Saul Well I haven't seen that.
1: Yeah you should I really like it. But yeah, I think they're two very different types of shows in, in how you make you feel but just important shows on their own right and just beautifully delivered shows um okay tell people where they can find you what content do you have out currently that they can find that you can speak about
0: first of all i just want to read um state that be at jump to find me um focus during- woman the- what i have out uh, well i have a lot of my um stand up comedy content on my page instagram chinasa one who come gonna start doing monologue mondays as well so i'm gonna be putting a lot just monologues out have a show coming you know more more to be more will be revealed as time goes on with that. Just follow me on my socials, and you'll be updated. Yeah, so
1: follow oh. her on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Chinasa underscore new cam. Also follow; she has an Instagram show at Conversations with Friends. Follow that. um Yeah, man, I've I've known Chinasa since two thousand and six, oh. and she's if nothing else she's a very busy person and has a lot of talent and skills to exhibit so hopefully we'll get to speak more about her content um it was a, it was a big coup for us to get her on on oh this episode so we had to we had to take all the time we could get from chinasa um yes yeah, so i think that's a good place to end it thank you to our producer Ibuka namani who made his behind the mic debut it was stressful. Yeah. <laughs> now you guys you. see why I'm in the background. Thank you to our special guest, Chinasa Nukam.
0: Thank you to our special host. <laughs> um <laughs> Shout out, out
1: to OBR Georgie Fiatra who couldn't make this episode. Shout I'm out, out to our
0: I'm not making the episode.
1: No happy. next time. Shout out to our second producer, chinidu Heji. Um Yeah man. Um
0: Yeah Joe. <laughs>
1: so apparently Biagio and Papa you please hit up if, she, if, she, if she's if she's allowed to shoot her show I should be allowed to ask Terry to come hey man shoot, the... shoot, it, shoot it shoot whatever show you're gonna get I don't know who's uh, listening but shoot whatever show you want to shoot uh, yeah man thank you to everyone that's been listening everyone that's given us feedback so far we just hope to be able to talk more about TV with you guys and yeah hit us up on our email address popcorn for dinner pod at gmail.com or instagram or twitter stay we safe you could be the next chinasa you could be um stay safe everyone and be sure to be back next week when our guest will be the incredible john boyega see you guys soon bye